Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the ADOS Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Norris. And I'm your host, Christian McCleary. Please um, go follow us on our Instagram page at the ADOS Podcast. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the ADOS Podcast. Send us a like on Facebook at the ADOS Podcast. And if you do have any requests for different episodes or topics that you would like us to discuss, please do send us a message. We will get back to you within 24 hours, <laughs> sometime sooner than that. We're going to keep today's conversation light. It is my man's bachelor party today. He's getting married here soon. Yep. We got finals this week. <laughs> Big projects due. Papers due. A lot of stuff going on. Graduations to attend. Uh, so we're going to keep today's conversation light. I'm going to just open it up with Christian. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling really good. You know, um, it's not even about today. It's about the journey. Like within two months, I'm going to be a different person. You know, it's not a, a bad growth at all. It's going to be a good growth. It's still going to be learning within that process. But um, I finally met the person of my dreams and the person to spend the rest of my life with. And so we've, we've had the privilege to have your fiance on the show to share her brilliance with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to know her quite well over the last, you know, um, couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the one. Today is the bachelor party, though. And I know you said it's not about today, but every I feel like every groom looks forward to their bachelor party. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be excited about today. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's my first one. So um, hopefully your last and last first, first and last. I would say that. No, um, besides besides the excitement, I'm really good because I think it's about the ceremonial piece, you know, and um my groomsmen, they're all black. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who's going to be celebrating with me are black. Mm-hmm. So it's good to bring that village and that connectedness together and say, let's just have some good, clean fun. Because we know we've been preaching over the past several months of everything that's just been happening within our community and how much hard working we're doing and how much work other people are doing to keep the community going. But we're exhausted. And sometimes we just need that that chill mode, you know, where we could just connect on a different level. It doesn't have to be intellectual. It doesn't have to be interpersonal, professional. We get to just be black. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm uh, looking forward to. And it's unfortunate we got to wait till one of our homies get married and a bachelor <laughs> party to let loose and relax. Uh, because you are right. There is a lot of stuff going on in the community and in our personal lives. And mm-hmm. we have to continue to show up for and produce good results. And I feel like today, though, out of all days, is a day for you just to say, you know what? Yes, I'm a professional. Yes, I'm a community member. Yes, I am in leadership roles and positions. Yes, I'm a mentor to so many and a mentee to so many as well. Mm-hmm. But today, I'm just going to do Christian. Yeah. Today, I am a <laughs> ADOS black man. That's it. So what's on the agenda for today? Don't don't tell me the late night stuff. You know <laughs> we still got some young ears. Mari, there is no late night stuff. Young ears, there is no late night stuff. I don't know what Elijah's talking about. Um, yeah, so we're just going to kick off the morning. For one, I'm I'm so honored to do the Ados podcast, and I want to thank the Green Screen Studio and Elijah right here for welcoming me on. And I know I have in the past, but I really I really live for these moments. You know, this is something that you can show other people, you can influence other people and really have make a difference for people's lives. So I'm, I'm so fortunate to kick this off today. This is like the start of my bachelor party and it's going all day. 
It's going all day. But um, after the EDOS podcast, I'm going to be headed over to a spot, do some laser tagging, some Nerf Wars, maybe paintballing. After that, there's like a little flying drone area you could go where you could like fly drones and race cars and things like that. So we're, we're just going to we're going to hit a few spots. After that, I was thinking about getting a haircut, maybe going to the spa, getting my cuticles done, taking care of my feet, taking care of my body. Mm-hmm. Things sounds, like that. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, we really have to relax. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be. And then there's another thing. It's not even completely structured. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I'm doing in the morning. But, like, after that, it's like, what the fellas want to do? Because mm-hmm. I'm not only celebrating me. I'm celebrating you guys who are also celebrating me. Yeah. And that's something that I, I love about the community. And I love about people coming together. You know what? That, that's awesome, man. I know you mentioned that you had a friend fly out from the East Coast. Yeah, right? yeah. So you got a, your, your best man's here. You're going to be surrounded by some brothers who love and care about you and proud of you. And I'm just going to be frank, man. Like, I don't see a lot of young black couples getting married. And, and actually, let me rephrase that again so you guys mm-hmm. can fully understand what I'm trying to say. I don't see a lot of black men marrying black women at a young age anymore Mm -hmm. and i was having this conversation with my grandparents a while ago and it's just not a thing really in in my perspective and they didn't even notice that the numbers are declining Mm -hmm. in fact actually i was watching what was i I think i was listening to npr or something like that and (laughs) that's your first problem and (laughs) but they were saying that the national average um compared to other years for births Mm -hmm. are declining Mm -hmm. so people aren't even having kids as they used to five, 10 years ago, right? So those numbers are declining. So then a lot of economists are concerned about what the workforce are gonna, is going to look like 15, 20, 25 years from now is going to be worse than what we're already at mm-hmm. uh, because there is workforce shortages right now, just to add a little seriousness into this episode. But I don't see the black marriages anymore, man. Mm-hmm. So I first want to congratulate you, commend you on that. You found um, your black queen you stepped up to the plate. You put a ring on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming she had to put something to your head and said, "Yo, put this ring." <laughs> no, it, it, be done. it was none of that. It was um, honestly, I was ready. And when I when I found out I was ready, and when you know you're ready, audience, there's no if ands or buts about it. You just do it mm. because you know that is the person that you want to be with, and don't just do it for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not going into this like, oh, I'm going to get divorced in X amount of years. I'm giving it my all right now. Mm -hmm. And whatever happens down the line, we're going to deal with it at that point. But I think a lot of people worry like, I don't want to take this this step, this action into a marriage, into a union, into one because of what can potentially happen after those legal documents are signed. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying I'm not thinking about those documents right now. I'm thinking about. My legacy as a black man, my fiance, soon to be wife's legacy as a black woman, our legacy as black parents. It, once we get to that point, because this is the way we keep the ADOS community going. This is the way we keep the ADOS community growing. We have to embrace one another and we have to do it respectfully and acknowledge that although although we're the same community, we're going to have differences. Mm-hmm. Those differences should not divide us. It should bring us closer together. Yeah. And that's why I know you and I struggle with like the diversity thing, because, you know, everything is what we call, quote unquote, diverse. And it's like you're just learning from different people. You're learning from each other. That's really what it is Mm -hmm. in a nutshell. So 
And you're right. To, to go back to your point really quickly before you get into this, it's scary. That's, that's what it is. Young people, elder people, it's scary. But there is someone in your life who is married, who is union, whether it's a grandparent, whether it's a niece, a nephew, uncle, cousin, aunt, whoever. You have someone who demonstrated that for you. Go to them for advice because I, I hear advice from all different angles. I, I hear mentors like, yeah, my advice on Mary, don't get married. <laughs> and then I hear other mentors, marriage is a beautiful thing. Get married. Are, are, are those mentors that are telling you not to get married, are they single? Are they previously divorced? Or have they been in the 30-year marriage still telling you not to do it? It's a, it's a mix. It's a mix. And I, I had some people been in long marriages is like, yeah, I don't recommend it. You know, but they're like, I'm still around because I'm like that dedicated into this. And this is what this is what I um, this is what I decided to do. So because I decided to do this, I'm, I'm in it and I'm, I'm in it and I love the situation I'm in. But if I could pass some wisdom to you, I would say don't. And for the people that are saying do, they're having beautiful relationships. A lot of them are single. But me, I'm like, I'm going to do what's best for me, mm-hmm. what's best for my fiance, what's best for us. And having conversations, Elijah, you and I talked about how communication is key, which is going to be another segment for because I know we have other stuff in the future about communication. Um, but talking to a counselor, if they're an ADOS counselor, that's even better. Talking to a counselor and communicating with that person, you get the best results. So I'm, I'm going to go into two questions based off what you just said. First off, you mentioned that you just knew right? You had this feeling that you knew, but what that feeling feel like for those who are watching and who may have a significant other that they're with right now, and they may understand where you're coming from when you say you have that feeling. I can't say I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you just elaborate on that a little bit more? Like, what does it mean to like have a feeling that you just want to marry this person? Cause that's okay. a serious commitment. Like, yes, financially. Um, I mean, me as a person, my life is going to be impacted because I'm marrying this other person, which means their family is now my family legally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's a lot. Yeah, taking on a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right. Um, I always knew I wanted to get married to someone. Okay. I did not know that person would be my fiance today, but I just said eventually in my life I'm going to settle down and get married. But let me let me let me digress and backtrack just a little bit though. Because for me, what really show me I was ready is I didn't have too many relationships. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of time to work on me, figure some things out. And I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm still working. I'm still growing. But that time, that window of not just, you know, being out in the streets, actively having sex with this person or that person, mm-hmm. um, you know, dating this person one minute, dating this person the next minute. I had time to really say, I'm going to focus on a career. Yep. I'm going to focus on what I want to do. If I decide to go to school, that's what I'm going to do. If I don't right now, then I'm not. So I had that time to reflect and think of it as like a cleanse, you know, like I had time to cleanse and really think about what I wanted out of life. And then I made like a list. These are some things I will want out of uh, a partner, a spouse, a fiance, a woman, ADOS woman. Because I, I made that decision a while ago, mm-hmm. and um, I'll go into that briefly. We'll we'll go back into yeah. that. But um, once I made this list, I was like, no one is going to hit the mark on this list every time. No one. I don't even hit the mark on the list. The expectations that I have, mm-hmm. who do I expect to live up to? 
So the closest thing you can get to that, I'm not saying just go with it, but I'm saying take it, mold it, and grow. Mm -hmm. And that's why you use it because I was only one piece of the puzzle. I'm not even accounting for her side, her list. I was just doing my list to say, hey, you know, if they got this, they got this, they got that. That's something that I look for out of a partner. That's someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. And then once you actually find that person, you just know. And when I met Mari, I just knew. I just knew. She was uh, confident in, in talking to me, introducing herself. We went to go see Split. <laughs> that's, hmm. when, that's when Split was out. I didn't know what Split was. Was that the first date? That was our first date. We went to uh, AMC movie theaters or Marcus movie theaters. It was it was wild because um, I was literally broke. <laughs> I was like so broke. How, how broke we talking? Like you hoping that she was going to just be nice? I'm and talking take the, ra ramen take noodle. The and pay ra for. Ramen noodle out the pack, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had I had ramen noodles that night, and I was texting her trying to get out of it. Like, I'm not trying to go right, right now. So I'm not feeling well. I'm not doing this. I, I, I don't want to go. But um, she she uh, texted me back and she was like, well, our movie tickets are paid for. And she she paid for the movie tickets. So I literally had about nine, ten dollars to my name. And I was like, OK, because you pay for the movie ticket, mm -hmm. I'll buy the popcorn. Mind you, popcorn is nine or ten dollars. Right, right, right. So with the smallest bag they got in there. Well, I got the large, but I, I told her I don't eat popcorn, and I don't eat popcorn. But to this day, I still don't eat popcorn. Not because of that date, but it's really like I didn't have money to afford things for both of us. Mm -hmm. So it's just like here, you can have this popcorn, and uh, I'll be good. I don't like popcorn. I really don't. So it kind of worked out. But um, but I I just knew because the way she went about it, like. You know, I, I had a lot of women in my life who were afraid to talk to me at times. So the communication was awkward. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a lot of tug of war mm -hmm. happening where we couldn't communicate. And I'm like, I just need somebody who's not afraid, who's not intimidated mm -hmm. by my blackness, mm -hmm. who has a certain amount of blackness, mm -hmm. ADOSness that they could also bring to me. You know, and then um, I know you have another question. Yeah, you about to get me into some trouble. Yeah, well, I, got, I, I got something to say. Well, I'm, yeah, because I, I'm going and this is why I say like my history is is also important because I didn't realize how anti-black I was being at a young age, mm. how anti-ADOS I was being at a young age. Mm. It wasn't until I moved to Minnesota until I learned to value, like really value and appreciate my community. Wait a minute, Christian. You come from a place where there's a higher concentration of ADOS black folks. It is a high, and, and that's and the it wild took part. You to move from that area where you're literally surrounded by nothing, really, probably for miles and miles of just black folks. I mean, I know the area you're coming from. It's a lot of black folks on the East Coast, specifically in those areas. Yeah. It took you to come from there to Minnesota, where we're just spread out all across the place. <laughs> To really find that love and joy for being with black people, black women specifically. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I, I come from, I was born in Washington, D.C. I grew up in Washington, D.C. in Maryland, a.k.a. known as Chocolate City, you know, where where That's go go right. and That's right. a lot of stuff was made. So, yeah. And uh, I remember walking up Georgia Avenue on Howard University, HBCU, by the way, shout out Howard. And um, it's it is a lot of us. ADOS people around there. Oh, yeah. You see the brothers scrolling and doing their thing. You see the sisters out there doing their thing. They they all through. And it's beautiful. All through there. 
Yeah, yeah, they they are all through there. Baltimore. Yep, yeah, uh, the whole DMV mm-hmm. area, Virginia as well. The problem is, for one, I was young, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm still I, I was as a kid. Like I kind of moved here as a kid. I wasn't developed. I'm still not fully developed. I just turned 25, but I moved here at 19. But before I got here, I've my community. I have to say I was disappointed in a few times. Uh, just a lot of the violence and stuff that was happening. I would also say that um, I really didn't value our sisters and brothers the way I should have. And it took me to leave that luxury, to go into an environment in which it is limited of us with limited resources, limited responsibilities, to really appreciate that community more, our community more. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say that community because I'm in it. Our community more. And um, to go back to my anti-blackness, like I never understood where me wanting to date white women came from. And I share this story all the time. Like I was really invested, like I only date white women and I didn't realize how racist I was being to my own community member. I didn't realize how, how I was marginalizing my mother, how I was marginalizing my sister, sisters, mm-hmm. how I'm marginalizing my aunties. I didn't realize how I was doing them until I left that environment and then I got older, started to read more, started to learn more, started to just observe more. Cause sometimes it's just stepping back and listening. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, you. yeah. And when I realized like, I, I was actually like, I was being sick and I didn't even like notice it. I just thought it's like, yeah, it's a preference. So I'm gonna use another word to, to take away from that. But I'm like, no, it was anti-blackness. It was anti-ADOS. It was racism to my own community. And that's a part of that divide and conquer agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how I was conditioned. That's how I was trained. Watching Polly Pockets and Barbies and Ken dolls on, on TV. And our, our young ladies and young men, they, they see all this stuff today. You know, white hands playing with toys and all things like that. And that stuff, that imaging, it may happen within 30 seconds. But that's what those kids are going to see. And that's what those kids are going to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem where you can love... Mary, whoever you want. I don't care. But I would say that it is important to know why you want to. And it's important to to really relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. That is something that is irreplaceable. My fiance could relate to my experience as a black man when people are killed in Minnesota, when black men are killed in Minnesota, when black women are killed in Minnesota, when People part of the black community and other communities are killed in Minnesota. We have that connection there versus if I was with someone else. Or hung in the state back in 1920. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, This concept, this phenomenon of anti-blackness is not new. No. Um, It's been around, unfortunately, for decades. And I'm sure you probably remember hearing about the the experiment that they did with the young black girls, um, and they gave them the dolls. Yeah, the doll study. Yep, they gave them the white dolls, black dolls, and the majority of the time, they would pick the white dolls instead of the black dogs. And then when they asked why, they said the black doll was ugly, that Mm -hmm. they didn't like her hair, they didn't like her skin, they didn't like the way the nose was, and the white dog was clean, the white doll had nice hair, it was better. So I I definitely agree with you that we've been 
um, honestly, the media, right, the things around us, our environments have pushed us to the point where we believe that we're inferior because we've been told we're inferior. We Mm -hmm. believe that Mm -hmm. we don't love each other. We don't love ourselves. And I'm okay with if, if a black man doesn't marry a black woman or date a black woman. I'm okay with that. However, if he says out of his mouth that I don't date black women because I don't like them, simply, mm-hmm. they're not my preference, Yeah, simply, that's a black man that don't love himself. Yeah, That's a black man that don't love his mother, that don't love his sister, and every other black woman that's in his life. You could date whoever you want to, but you could still love your people. Yeah. And I think that's that's taking me some time to trans. And I think we were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we were finishing up one of our podcasts mm-hmm. and another group was coming in and I had that conversation with them. Um, Cause I am talking to a Latina woman right now, mm-hmm. um, Mexican woman. And I reflect on this all the time. It's like, Elijah, you preach ADOS. You talk about ADOS. You live, you breathe, you sleep ADOS. That's, that's what you are. That's who you are. How can you go and date someone who's not ADOS? It was such a huge thing in my mind. I wasn't talking this to anybody else. This was all in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I really came to the conclusion that the fact that I sat back and I thought about that I have a deep love for my people and it's okay for me to date someone who's not ADOS mm-hmm. because she knows where my boundaries are. She knows how I show up as a black ADOS man every single day and that I will give and do anything for my community and for my people. Right. But on the contrary, we have some brothers out here that will literally tell you and you've admitted it yourself. And I have friends who also were in that same position that low position that you were in mm-hmm. of I'm not dating black women because that's not my preference. I prefer white women or I prefer prefer any other race or ethnicity besides mm-hmm. the one that is a reflection of me. Yeah, and it's marginal. I think, and I'm, I'm not going to give myself a pass because I'm thinking about it. It's like, that was messed up. You know, I should not have done that. But I didn't know any better at that time. I left Chocolate City and valued Chocolate City. I'm not moving back. <laughs> I'll tell you that because traffic is terrible out there. I'm not moving back. But to really understand that our people has been oppressed, marginalized, we have to decolonize all of these, all of these imaging things that we see, all of these facades, all of this cap out there in the world. I'm just going to say that we have to decolonize. It's a lot of cap. It is a lot. And, and we as a people... And this, this, this is everybody. It's not just ADOS. We as people have to value and respect each other. Mm-hmm. No, that's lacking for sure. It's not there. When we do that, the hate goes away. When we do that, the, the, dis- the disagreements go away. Because we're, we're all fighting for the same thing. We're, we're all fighting for the same thing. How do you get people to realize that that's a difficult point and the systems that be the the powers that be, they don't want folks to realize that they do have um, interests that converge with each other. Right. They mm-hmm. do have similarities more than what we think that goes beyond the skin. Um, but until that is addressed, we're always going to have these inequities, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I know we weren't we we're supposed to keep this conversation light, but. On ADOS podcast, we may start one way and end a whole nother way uh, in this and anything in between. I think that's what makes this fun. That's what makes it something that I look forward to doing 
it's you know putting on these headphones and getting up to close to this microphone and really just speaking our truths mm -hmm. and what's on our mind and what's on our hearts right because someone out there can relate but i do want to transition the conversation a tad bit because i know you got to get going here soon yes. and i want to i want to end on on a good note give me three and i hope Mari's gonna watch this episode give me three things that you love about your wife and then the next your future wife and then the next uh, say wife at the, this the next one is give me three things that you're looking forward to in your all's marriage mm -hmm. so for one i love how she's ados i love that i love how dedicated and independent she is and i love how strong she is those are my three things all of those three things were not physical, by the way, besides the ADOS part, I guess you could argue. But yeah, yeah, that was... That's thoughtful. Well, but I explained why. Mm -hmm. You know, she has a ability to relate to me in mm -hmm. other ways that some people can't, mm -hmm. who are not a part of our community. Mm -hmm. And it's no it's, it's no, um, no shade to anybody. It's just a reality. Yeah. yeah. If I'm stopped by a cop, if she stopped by a cop, we have that same experience. We have that same emotional capacity of what could have been, what was, and what's not going to happen. Or if you're being racially profiled by checking out a car at the MSP airport at the budget line last night at 12 o'clock with your father, who's an ADOS man who has dreads and wears baseball caps and jeans and tennis shoes. Yes, I'm talking about a situation that happened to me last night. Yeah. Taking my father to pick up a rental car. We were profiled. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I'm sick and tired of it, dude. Everyone in the line was sick and tired of it. They're like, I don't know what this dude's problem is. Anyway, that's a tangent. I'm going to go, I would see that I had a rough last night. Uh, we ended up spending like two hours there arguing with these dudes until the manager came and cleared everything up in a second. It was weird, bro. Yeah, and I bet it was <laughs> partly because of that credit card crap that they're doing now, too. Like, you can't rent a car unless you have a credit card. There, there No, we had credit. We, my dad has multiple credit cards. We had like seven of them. And the dude kept saying, the credit card is not scanning, not like swiping it like through a blue light. And my dad's like, you didn't put anybody else's credit card through a blue light. Mm. He's like, well, this standard policy. And then he put his ID through a blue light. He's like, your ID is not scanning either through the blue light. And my dad's like, I've, I've been renting cars from budget for 20 plus years. Look at my record. You guys can see it on your screen. I've never had my credit card or my ID processed through a blue light. It was just weird. And then the manager came and cleared it all up within like, honestly, we were gone in five minutes when the manager came. It was mm -hmm. just nuts. And he, he, the manager even said like, I don't know what his problem is today. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, sir. And it gave my dad a discount. I think he knocked off like a day or two on the rental because mm -hmm. he knew he was wrong. Like you didn't ask anyone else to pull their mask down to verify their face on their ID it's just all these little extra things that we go through as black folks that people think that we just complain about. But at a certain point, it just gets annoying once you sit and watch five people get a different type of service than you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you're right. The profiling is is real because sometimes I, I work out quite often. And when I'm outside running and stuff, I don't take my ID. And I'm like, I would be damned if a cop was to stop me while I'm jogging or working out or just walking on the street and say, ID, please. But but that's that's what happens, you that, know. That's a conversation that, for, that, for, that for is, next week. That is another conversation. The, the, the last three things before you got to go because mm -hmm. you got a bachelor party to get to. You got friends waiting on you. You're about <laughs> to have a good time today. Um, I'm gonna come to a few of the events. I do have some obligations. I got to run off to too right after this. Mm -hmm. But I am gonna meet up with you. Cool. Have some fun today. Three things you're looking forward to in your marriage. 
forever. Yeah. That's one. I'd be with the okay. You looking for a forever? Okay, I'm, I'm looking for a forever. Um, good answer. I am looking to become a father at some point. I feel like in in order for me to really unlock, you know, a Christian that I am, I think I do a lot of great stuff now. But I think until I get that that role, mm-hmm. which is a different role, a different understanding on life, a yeah. different perspective, and start growing and nurturing, then um, that's gonna be. Yeah, that's going to be a completely different. That person is going to be scary. Uh, but looking forward to that at some point in time. And then finally, I'm looking forward to, and I know this kind of goes into child um, raising, but our family in general, we have like a beautiful blended family. And that's a luxury to have because through through toughness, through barriers, we all stick together and we help each other out when needed. Like our blended family all chipped in to get some of our youngest family members cars for their birthday, you know, 15, 16, and they have their own cars now. Love that collective action right there. Yeah. At work. And we, and and that's another thing, like we're doing it within our family Mm -hmm. and we're demonstrating that it works. Like if everyone put up towards something or bring something to the village, then the village could be Mm self-sustainable. The village could be secure. Now, talking about protection is a whole different thing because it's always people who want to be disruptive. Mm -hmm. People who, what they did to Tulsa, they want to disrupt things like that. So we want to keep it, we want to keep it sacred, you know, but I I love having that family and we bring community together all the time. So those are my three things. I think those are three great things. Um, You're a very great man, Christian. Um, (laughs) I know you're going to be a great father, a great husband. You're already a great friend um, and a great host on this show. So thank you. Um, today's episode, in a way, turned into the the Christian McCleary episode. Um, but I am proud of you, man. I, I know everyone else around you is proud of you as well. Um, strong black man, 25 years old, has his head on straight, mm-hmm. uh, community-centered, and is just doing a lot of great things. Um, selfless, honestly. A lot of selfless things. Yeah, I did some selfish things uh, as of lately. I, I know a you. Was, I was wondering when you was gonna drop it on us. I wonder when you was gonna drop it on. Yeah, us. so I did get a Tesla, so I'm a part of that um, environmentally friendly club now. Um, but yeah, I think if if you work hard and you dedicate so much of your life to other people, yeah, take care of yourself too, because if you don't and you fail, your community fails. And it's the same thing with my relationship for people who watch my fiance and I and admire us and say, you guys give us hope. And if you guys don't work, we don't work. Mm -hmm. So now we have to make sure that we're doing the best that we could so that other people could see that this is possible, that we could love our community. We could love ourselves. So, yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to end today's episode. Um, Please, y'all, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The ADOS Podcast. We're on Instagram, ADOS Podcast. Check us out on Apple Music and Spotify at the ADOS Podcast. We are experiencing an increase in likes on our Facebook page. So thank you for those who've taken the time to go like that page. Thank you for those who've taken the time to subscribe to our page. Please start deleting comments for us. Please send us messages with uh, different topics you would like for us to explore. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to come and be a guest on the show, reach out to us as well. Um, Christian, I'm proud of you again. Enjoy the rest of your day, your bachelor's party, man. Um, That's all I got, y'all. Thanks. Peace. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.